let's go. So, Terry, what got you into casting? I, I, I mean, you, you are considered one of the greatest commercial casting directors around. And just, um, just from what people have told me, before I even reached out to you and wanted to have you as a guest here, I've gotten nothing but positive feedback. Thank you. I actually started out in New York City many years ago, like it was my first job right after college. And in New at the time, there were no um, freelance casting directors. And Madison Avenue was the mecca for commercials. Okay. Um, I mean, of course, I was after Mad Men, but, <laughs> you know, my a lot of people know the TV show Mad Men and mm -hmm. only commercials were done. Most commercials were done in New York City and straight out of ad agencies. So, you know, I got a job as an assistant and answered phones, you know, and was looking around and <laughs> learning. And at the time, I mean, it was a real job job. Uh, now anyone can call themselves a casting director and you know, their friends throw them a job and they're a casting director. But at the time, it was an actual job job and you had to be, um, you know, to graduate out of an assistant to a casting director, you actually, someone actually had to give you that title. <laughs> so, you know, as everything, things have changed throughout the years. And if you survive, you go with the changes. <laughs> That's a great way to put it because a lot of people do not want to adapt to the changes. They get stuck in their ways. And in order to survive, it's Darwinism, right? Uh, survival of the fittest. So you got to adapt. Um, let me ask you this. Did you start off uh, as uh, pursuing being a casting director or how did, how did, uh, or did you start off in production or how did that, um, how did you find that uh, avenue? I started right. I happened to, stumble on a job in an ad agency and um, there was a casting department and I was fortunate enough to be put in the casting department. As I said, I was an assistant to, there were no emails at the time. And, you know, basically answering the phones. I see. And learning on the job. That's, that's crazy. Crazy that there were no emails at the time, right? Well, yeah, I remember a time. Okay. I, was, I kind of vaguely, yeah, remember a time with no emails. But so, what? How did so? How did you transition from New York to LA? And actually, let me let me let's stay in New York right now because the way you describe it, I picture like in the movies, like mm -hmm. um, how New York was at that time. Is it like? you know, was it very Mad Men-ish uh, kind of environment or was it more of like, is, is that accurately depicted through like the Mad Men thing, like the way it was? Yes. Yeah, it yes. was? He said yes, no hesitation. <laughs> okay. I went after Mad Men, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was still, you know, Madison Avenue commercials and there was the traditional ad agency. Now, you know, that's old tradition now. It doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. So what's the difference between New York and LA? There was a lot of parties. They, oh, really? Oh, Terry the Partier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
a lot of people were having affairs with each other. Oh, wow. I'm sure <laughs> that's the juicy details we want to hear. I <laughs> know, right? Right? All right. There was actually um, the ad agency had a room called Central Fi Filing, which was the after hours bar, which we uh -huh. could go up to. Okay, okay. Um, She's giving us all the juicy would, details. You know, people would work. Um, the creatives, like the writers and the art directors, I mean, they would work through all hours of the night, over weekends. Um, so it was, it was like Mad Men, really. Even yeah. though was there, was there drug use? I'm just curious, because like, <laughs> you know, like when they talk about Saturday Night Live and things like that. Yes. Yeah, there was, huh? It was. And it wasn't taboo at the time, right? It was just normal. Well, well, I mean. It was against the law. I mean, okay, that's true. That's a good point. It's still, yeah, it's still against the law. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what made you transition from New York to LA? And what was the difference that you saw immediately from like just the kind of casting you did and uh, what the emphasis and the focus was in New York compared to LA? Well, at the time, New York. Um, kind of look down at their nose at commercials in LA because New York, you know, we had actor, actors, theater backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, in LA at the time was more like commercial actors didn't even have like real kind of headshots. They had what was called composites with just a lot of looks. Oh of my gosh, yes. Yeah, yes. right? <laughs> okay, so as things evolved, casting in ad agencies dissolved because of budgets, like um, clients used to pay for casting through the production that was done at the ad agency. And then that started changing and commercial production companies uh, started taking over that budget. So um, they started dissolving casting departments and we were all out on our own as independents. Mm. And at the time, traveling from New York to LA for actors, it was, it was like a local commute. Uh, everyone would just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was a definite pilot season, which there isn't a definite one now. And so it was just, you know, and it was easy, it was easy to fly. Then you could, if you had a 6 p.m. flight, you happened to get there at four and there was room on that flight, you know, you could get on at four, <laughs> you know, everything was different. So Anyway, as things evolved and I knew that I was going to be phased out, I, I was looking for a change. I always lived in New York and I wanted a change. And I had a lot, a lot of casting people, friends who were casting directors in LA. And I always nurtured my relationships with them. And so I decided I wanted to move to LA and try it out and cast there. Uh, long story short, 
connections and who you network with, no matter when today too, which we'll get to, you know, with actors, it's very important. And you never know like where that opportunity is going to come from. And you know what? It usually comes from left, left field. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's really a good lesson for everyone. And since I'm talking mainly to actors, to actors too. So um, there was a talent agent and they said, well, what do you want to do, you know, when you're phased out? And I said, I'm, I'm going to try LA. And by the way, I had friends who were casting TV shows and for about a year and a half before I knew that I would definitely make the move, I was laying the groundwork and I had a friend who was a casting director and I took a month off from my job job because I was on staff and I interned in his office. Like at, I was the head of a casting department at BBDO, which was the third largest in the world. Wow, and, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. but I took time off to intern at my friend's office mm -hmm. just to get the lay of the land and see what it was like. And see a lot of young people out there, uh, they refuse to do that. And I think that's really uh, enlightening to our young audience that you gotta do things like that, take a risk. Uh, she, I, I assume you weren't paid to intern, were you? Were you a paid intern? No. No, yeah, see, and uh, it worked out for you. And she said she laid the groundwork, she planned three steps ahead. Uh, she laid the groundwork in order to move to LA. Let me, yeah. did you have a family at the time uh, while you were in New York, like uh, your own family? Oh yeah. I don't have kids and okay. I'm not married. So I was free, you know, to exactly. do, I had the freedom. So anyway, long story short, mm -hmm. there was a casting company at the time called Lieberman Hirschfeld and they were casting <laughs> yes. in five and they ended up casting Seinfeld, Larry Sanders Show, Grace Under Fire. And they found out that I wanted to be in LA and they wanted a full service casting company. And of course they didn't have commercials. So again, long story short, we partnered and I ran the commercial department at the time at Lieberman Hirschfeld. And what year was this? Oh my God, it was like 25 years ago. Okay, okay. So, so they were casting Seinfeld and it was really exciting because actors who were um, comedy actors in New York, who of course I knew very, very well, and I knew they were coming out to LA, so I would tell um, the partners there, Lieberman Hirschfeld, oh, so-and-so, you know, is coming to LA. He's really, really funny. And they'd see, you know, I'd show them his, their picture and resume and they'd say, sure, you know, we'll try him out for this part mm -hmm. on Seinfeld. And many of them booked it. Nice. So, you know, it's very, very exciting time. Yeah. And then things evolved and, um, that partnership ultimately didn't work out. And, you know, so I went out on my own again. 
So okay. when was uh Berlin? Is it uh is it Terry Berlin casting or Berlin casting of the name? Um, of well, I shortened it to Berlin casting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. When was that founded, and uh, how was that experience? Was it like uh, really like um, intimidating? Was it uh, overwhelming, or how, when? What year, and how? How did you go about? I know it's a long process, but like, how how did you go about finding founding that company? Okay. Well, when I came out to LA, mm -hmm. I again. Like, even though it was a big change, I, I'm not this huge, huge, huge risk taker. So again, I was laying the groundwork. Like I had a safety net. Mm -hmm. So I, there was someone in New York who wanted to be, me to be their partner. And I said, you know, I just have to do it. Like something always comes right in front of me and I don't do it. Like, I just need to try living someplace else. Oh. So, yeah, so she said, uh, well, why don't we be East Coast, West Coast associates? So at the time, I had all my producers from the ad agency who could feed me work. And then I had this associate where we'd feed each other work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how it happened and then i did a lot of marketing on my own like a lot a lot a lot of a lot of marketing yeah so you may think that this story in, in your mind it may be like boring or but it's not to us and i want the audience to know like because we're all interested in this and it's always it's not always glamorous to open up your own company it takes a lot there's a lot of uh minutia details you have to do and like little things that are tedious yeah. that you have to do to to create a company it's not and actor, yeah and actors are actually their own company that's and there's, there's a lot one more time just for our for our actors on on, on actors the show you are in your own small business mm -hmm. and you are your it's your business it's your small business mm -hmm. and you want to eventually get an agent i know in the beginning you know you can start now without an agent because of um, all the online breakdowns that do go, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them go out directly to actors. Um, but you want an agent eventually for many reasons. And one of them is um, you need someone <clears throat> to stand up for you. So just say, you know, you book a job. This is one example. You book a job and you get on set First of all, when you book a job, you should know the terms of agreement. Absolutely know the terms of agreement. Now, why uh, do you think actors, I don't mean to cut you off, but why do you think actors don't know that? I mean, just how a contract works, how long you're supposed to be on set, what OT means, you know, the difference between working non-union as an eligible actor and all this stuff from the casting director side of things. Why do I think they don't know that? Yeah, like a lot of them might have that misconception. What misconception? I'm sorry, I don't understand your question. Like, um, okay, so let's exactly say- why are actors so dumb and why don't they take accountability? Uh, <laughs> 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 That's basically what he's trying to say. Why, okay, why can't let me they just finish. <laughs> let me just finish yeah. because I think I'm going to answer. Let me backtrack. Um, okay, so- one of the reasons I think when actors first, 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 first start out and they're not knowledgeable enough and they want it and they're hungry, so they'll take anything. 
And in taking anything, they don't look at the terms of agreement, which basically, you know, how long are they going to use you, this uh, film that they make? Let's just say commercial. How long are they going to use it? If it says in perpetuity, which means forever, run away and don't take it. Okay. So, so just say it. I mean, no one should be able to use anything for what they pay you, which I'm sure is not a lot, and then use it forever and ever and ever. So although when you first start out, of course, you know, take, that's a whole other conversation, like take jobs that aren't high paying, because one thing leads to another. You have to assess, you know, why you're taking it. So just say, um, you know, the contract says you're going to work a 10 hour day and this was on the breakdown and there's a three month cutoff and then you get on set and they hand you the terms of agreement either a deal memo or a contract and you should look it over and just say it says oh they're lose they're using it for two years but your original breakdown said three months Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a tw- it's a 15 hour day. You know, it's not a 12 hour day. So if you have an agent, you say, oh, excuse me one moment, you know, I'm just going to call my agent and you call your agent and your agent takes care of it because the last thing, straightening everything out, the last thing that you want is for you to start talking business mm-hmm. on a set, you know, where they're about to start filming you. And it puts you in a bad light. You, I promise you, you probably won't be able to stand up for yourself and do it. So you want an agent or a manager. Uh, let me ask you this. And I know some of these questions may be a little ignorant, but it's because our audience, a lot of them are beginning and they just started out. They just moved to LA and they're pursuing the acting world. Um, you as a casting director, do you butt heads with agents or you guys are on the same team kind of? Because I'm wondering, how does it like... Uh, is the agent trying to ask you for more things or are you guys working together or I'm, I know that sounds, I don't know. But I just well, know. on a commercial level, we're really working together. I mean, okay. at me as a casting director, I want to balance so my client's happy and it's also fair to the actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to take advantage. You know, I, I try to like do a balance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just cast some funny wild non-union spots for um beef jerky cattlemen's and they're always very wild Mm -hmm. and um when i first got the breakdown it said in perpetuity that and i to my i said no you can't do that like you can't pay someone whatever it was twelve hundred dollars and use it for life like please back to your client and talk to them and they did and sure enough it you know it was cut down for to a year's use i right? see there's there's always ways to work that out right um, forget uh correct me if i'm wrong like for through residuals or in through commercials do most most of the times they don't get residuals is that how it works well if it's non-union there's no residual oh, okay gotcha and um unfortunately now uh probably about 85% of commercials, it's a bad situation, are 
non-union. So why do I say it's bad? Mm -hmm. Because um, when everything was union and for union actors, it's a career. Mm -hmm. Like you have a pension and welfare um, and you have health insurance eventually, you know, if, if you make enough. And so, you know, it's a long-term career, so. This is gonna, uh, this question is gonna really help uh, settle things because this is a big problem that a lot of young actors and even myself went through where we just didn't know. So uh, when you're SAG eligible in the beginning, say you become SAG eligible, take it if you're able to take it because some people say don't and everybody gives different answers and I just wanna ask from you if you have any opinion on that. Because, uh, to join SAG or not to join SAG? Oh, um, well, on your hold off, because mm -hmm. on your resume, you would write SAG eligible. Mm -hmm. So that means you could do all kinds of non-union, but when you move into the realm of film and television, um, you want to be union because mm -hmm. television, it's almost now like two different careers almost. Like commercials, there's so much non-union, but you know, to really move up the ranks in television, you have to be union yeah so, so hold off because you'll still be um very much eligible you know it says sag eligible so then you can be hired for a tv show because what happens is when you're hired for something that's union we as casting directors we have to report everyone who's um, who we're hiring to the union and then they clear you or they say, oh, they're not, they're not unions. So we have to do, we have to write what's called a Taft-Hartley letter. Okay. And basically yep, yep. let you get you cleared through the union. Now they can't stop you from working, but if they don't deem that um, like if it's just a jogger and we hire and it's a union commercial with the thousands and thousands of thousands you know just a neighborhood jog like a guy uh 25 jogging through his neighborhood no lines mm -hmm. probably we would be fined if we hired someone non-union because they they're you know they're they say um you know, there's probably 4,000 union people who would fit this, so they would find me. I see, and then the person who's, who, who got casted, they, they can face repercussions as well, right? If or, sometimes they lie and say they're union, I don't know, can, can they face repercussions as well? Oh, they can, yeah, they can face it if they're union and accept a non-union job. Yeah, that's what I want to make clear to all but the young no actors. no repercussions. If, we, if you're non-union and we hire you for a union job, you don't get into trouble with that. Because I see. That, you guys get into trouble, right? Not, not, if they don't um, clear my, yeah, exactly. my waiver, my waiver okay. for you. Got it. Yeah. So... Terry, we, we have been talking with a lot of our guests about what self-awareness is and kind of, you know, being happy with yourself. A lot of stuff that, that's going on right now, we're indoors a lot more. Um, what do those words kind of mean to you? Because I want to kind of get away and, and see really, I want our audience to see who, who Terry is. 
You know, we know you as the casting director and all these things, but who are who are you? Um, Self-reflective. <laughs> um, I am the same as you. Mm -hmm. I, I write blogs for um, LA Casting, or those of you who are not in the LA area, it's called Casting Networks. I'm a blog writer. Shout out to Berlin. Yeah, one of my blogs was um, about casting directors go through the same things that you go through as actors. Mm -hmm. So um, we, you know, I, I, I try to be really sensitive to your needs and, um, but yet like it's a business. So there has to be like a point where, okay, you know, it's crossed the line and we have to, you know, rather than self-reflective, I think I'll reveal some things about what we go through as a casting director, which are the same that you go through. Okay. How's that? That be interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so if you get a little nervous coming to the audition, hopefully you get to a point where you're not, you know, you know your technique and you feel very good about, sure of yourself. We get a little nervous too, because if you don't show up, we, can't come through we have to come through for our clients wow. we have no dress rehearsals we have no rehearsals right. like we're given one day to cast we better cast it otherwise they'll never want to work with us again so once we give you an appointment um we well now you know i look at everyone's reel if you have a reel of course i look at your resumes i look at you look but if i've never worked with you before like I'm hoping you do a good job. <coughs> I'm hoping I get a little nervous, like if the people in the morning don't show up, we're sitting there like with a waste of 45 minutes. Right. You know, like what? Yeah. How are we going to make that up? How are we going to make up that 45 minutes, you know, of actors coming in? Because we have to give our clients numbers. Although they, they have to be on target, they want to see volume. So we get a little nervous, you know. We have to all work together. Mm -hmm. So that's one reveal that, you know, we have feelings too. Yes, contrary <laughs> and, to popular belief. They exactly. have yeah, that's big, that's big. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? We have feelings too, yeah. and um, we get nervous about things too. And we have a lot of cogs to the wheel on the day of the casting. We have a session. We have the actors who we need to come through. We have they need to be on time. Um, they so the flow can work. We have a session director who we trust and know, they have to do their job. Outside the room is a session runner. They have to know what they're doing so they keep the actors flowing in and, you know, in, and they stay in a good mood. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. And 
Also, there are many, many jobs where we'll get an email and they ask us for an estimate and, you know, we want the job and we don't get the job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, we that's, go. That's a big thing right there. Too. I love that you say that. Yeah. yeah. I mean. You are just. And also, I just want to make it clear, like, so what she's saying to all you guys who get intimidated when you guys go into a uh, casting room. Uh, they're not mad at you. They're going through their own thing. They're stressed out. Yeah, they, it's not yeah. your fault. You, it's not as an actor. So don't take everything personally. Don't think like, oh, she, the person's stone cold face. They're not, it's not personal. That, that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. We, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> we are only as good as the actors we bring in. Mm -hmm. So this might help you actors and this might not because you might get nervous <laughs> we depend on you yeah. okay your agent is depending on you mm -hmm. if you have a manager your manager is depending on you to good at, to do a good job um so when you leave your house in the morning for an audition you should feel this flow of positive energy behind you because the casting director who you're coming in for only wants you to do a good job because we mm -hmm. look like a piece of bleh, if you don't <laughs> and <laughs> your manager is not going to make any money on you or your agent if you don't do a good job mm -hmm. and you know we'll we'll think what you know why are they even representing them so there's everybody is on your side really every yes and your, your energy that you come into the room with can help brighten up that per that casting director who might be stressed out that day if your energy is good it might help the casting director that day right is that that's true right like come through with a burst of positive energy right come through with a burst of positive energy and my very last blog was also about how you show up in the room mm -hmm. your first moments of how you show up in the room can make or break your audition because just say you show up let's use what what you just used just say you show up with negative energy mm -hmm. and you're a really good actor so like that energy that negative energy like we're feeling it and it's throwing things off and then maybe you're doing um this was for instance for a film and I was casting this film and someone, there was something negative that happened when he first walked in the room. And he was a very good actor, but it took a good solid quarter of his audition for the energy to change in the room. Mm. And there's not enough time, like, because yeah. some, and actually, when it came time to assess, you know, at the end, then they go through who they're considering and then they talk about each person and that was actually mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so he got, a, um, ultimately, mm -hmm. because of that, it added into the equation of why someone else would do a better job that day than him. Oh wow! See, like even the minor, mine, the minimal things can mess up your whole thing. You could be the greatest actor in the world, but those small things can add up when it's on the lever scale. So it's, it's. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. 
And you know what? You don't, the only thing you have control over as an actor is your audition. So you want to give a really good audition. You want to make really strong choices. And then again, you're going to make strong choices and you're going to come in the room and then you might get thrown because we'll change your choices. <laughs> so, you know, there are so many things that can't throw you, but ultimately your choices when you walk in the room are really the only thing that you have control over that you don't have control over anything else. I see. Uh, let me ask you this, and this is going to be a, a, to help our young audience. Um, do you ever cast a question is it okay well uh, <laughs> like uh do you ever cast a less uh less talented actor than a more talented actor based on just the fit for the role just uh whether uh, like where it's like kind of obvious that one actor is ta less talented than the other but the role fits that one actor i know it's maybe that's a, a question you get often but just for our audience yeah Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, right. That's how I <laughs> can't take things personally. Yeah. But, I, but I want, you said something interesting. You said you. Mm. Do you ever cast? Mm. So this is a good time to bring up that a casting director, like we're the gatekeeper. We're the first um, kind of, you know, gate that you have to get through to, because we're hired to, sought out from the thousands and thousands and thousands who we think would be good for the part, you know, and give a nice healthy selection in the allotted time to our clients. After that, the casting director is not part of the selection process. So you should really, really know for each venue, like commercials has a certain selection process Film has a certain selection process, TV. So the actors out there who are starting out should understand the process for each venue they're going through. Mm -hmm. Later on um, in the year, I actually have an online course um, that's gonna t that will be available and that's going to visually take the actors from the time they walk into a casting studio all the way through. And this is the most exciting because you actors can never be in that room when the selection process is, go, you know, when they're going through the selection process. This uh, course will take you into that callback room and take you through the selection process. It's really exciting. That's beautiful. That's what everybody wants to know because, you, like you said, actors can never be in their room. They always want to be a fly on the wall. And this is uh, what's is there a website that they can sign up for it ahead of time, or is it not out yet? Or? It's it's not out yet, uh -huh. but um, we're very. Uh, my company on Instagram is very very active um, at. Berland, B-E-R-L-A-N-D, casting. Okay. Um, I do have a website for my acting, for my coaching, which is Terry Berland Workshops. Okay. Um, but, and we're on Facebook too, but the Instagram seems to, you know, have the most. Everybody's on Instagram nowadays, yeah. 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 
Then I have this book, Breaking Into Commercials. Ooh, wow, wait, 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 wait. You can't just like that. <laughs> amazing, Terry. Yeah, it's on its third edition. And this takes you A to Z through the commercial process. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. is there, because I've seen, I've seen over the years different commercial workshops pop up different casting directors, um, different acting teachers. Is there any that you feel like you resonate with that's, that um, are saying the same message? Or do you feel like, you know, this is one of a kind, you're getting it straight from a casting director, like yeah. if that question kind of uh, makes sense. My commercial workshop is commercial acting workshop. And I actually base it on fundamental acting and short scene study mm -hmm. because a commercial is a short scene. So how with six words, like in my workshop, the end of the first night, it's six weeks, it's five weeks um, with me. And then the last week I have an agent educational evening we've for right now you know everything's online and after the first night even people who aren't actors and are i have to teach them the shortcut to acting they will walk out at the end of the first night um with being able with six words to create a short scene so they feel specifically in a scene with a particular personality. I think it's gonna be this Friday. I have to get it together. I'm going to have a free, while this, while we're all homebound, um, I started this series, Acting Tips and Chats. Right, right, I was at your last one. I first met you, yes. and I'm gonna do another one. I'm gonna aim for Friday, where this time I'm gonna put a Zoom invitation out there. Um, and I'm going to, the acting tip is how to get in touch with your empowerment, what empowers you. Okay. Yeah, because like. you, yeah, you need that. Because in a commercial, in less than sometimes a half a minute, you have to let out who you are and how you feel they're looking for opinionated people right. and you have to feel your empowerment to be able to do that and what's really great too is once you can get in touch with your empowerment when you you can use it all the time when you walk into for instance a callback room and something throws you you need to go someplace in yourself where you feel empowered so you don't fall apart <laughs> That's so true. Wow. Right. Yeah. Has there ever been a time where, because I mean, you are just elegant in the way that you're describing just your vision for commercials, how you cast. You're one of my favorite guests so far, and I thank you so much, not to cut him off, but honestly, this is so informative. It, it, sorry, Alex, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. Um, has there ever been a time that you looked like that you might have wanted to try casting for TV? I mean, why, why commercials? There was a time. Yeah, definitely. Um, it it didn't happen. Um, 
but I do cast now a lot of independent films. Okay. So that's really cool. I cast a lot of voiceovers, animation. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and sometimes your career doesn't go exactly the way that you want it to. And this is a really good lesson for actors too. Mm -hmm. So, um, for instance, um, I'm known for casting the infamous Taco Bell Chihuahua voice. Oh, let's make some noise for that one. I know, right, right. That, that one's gone down in commercials. That's legendary. Very yeah. legendary. So, um, a brilliant comedic actor, Carlos Alasraki. Okay. Um, who since has done a lot, a lot of, he's in a lot of animated film, uh, TV shows, does a lot of characters. And I remember at the time, all he wanted was a TV show. Like that's what he wanted and he didn't get it. But yet he got this Taco Bell Chihuahua voice where how much money can we guess? Somebody? I can't even guess. I'm like, I'm, yeah. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> and, then, and then later at another time, he did get a TV show, uh, Reno 911. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But at the time that he got this Chihuahua voice, like, he didn't really, really want it. You know, he was getting booked on voiceovers, but that's not what he really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so as an actor, um, you know, it's an interesting balance because you have to stay focused, but I'm going to say you have to balance also um, not only doing one thing or going after one thing. Um, for instance, That's you want to be ready through your training for film and for television and for commercials and for voiceover. Mm -hmm. By the way, voiceover now, ugh. That's a dream job for a lot of people, voiceover. Like it seems like a lot of people are training for that more than becoming, yeah. 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 In fact, I have a core uh, voiceover workshop coming up April 25th. Okay. It's a full day online one that I do with Nick Omana, I teach it with him. And we start a lot of people out on voiceover. What's happening with voiceover now, because of online, and I don't mean our state now of, you know, staying at home to be safe till we get through this. Um, but voiceovers are, there's more auditionings online now than through casting directors. So, What's happening is, so there used to be specific voiceover agents. So because now that everything can be done online, almost every single boutique agency uh, can say they have a voiceover department. They don't have to bring people in to read into their booths and they see there's voiceover breakdowns going out um, not only directly to agents, not only through casting directors, but on the regular breakdowns now too, on casting networks, casting frontier, and actors access. So there's voiceover opportunities all over the place. Mm -hmm. Plus there's online 
specific voiceover uh, breakdown online places. Now that's not to say it's easy. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of people vying for those opportunities. So you have to really know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You still have to have the training. You still have to have the yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. That's amazing. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, are you guys uh, in casting uh, directors in general, because I'm noticing, especially with the younger generation, they don't even watch movies or like, and I know you deal, deal with commercials and things like that, but uh, they're more like, cause the ADHD generation, yeah. do you think uh, a lot more casting, uh, is it, is casting agency a word? Is that a thing or casting companies? Let's call it that. I don't know. But like, well, do you think- Casting directors and casting then you're- directors, okay. We're not, thank goodness you're not saying, otherwise I would have corrected you. Thank yeah. goodness you're not calling us casting agents. Yeah, I had to ask, uh, I know, I'll yeah, explain you about that. Money, about we don't take money from actors, you know, yeah. we don't. Do you see a lot of uh, these company, or these directors uh, going towards uh, casting YouTube web series and things like that, or is it gonna stay, uh, because I don't even like, I wonder if these kids even know who Will Smith is sometimes. They know yeah. who the biggest YouTube star is. And even I'm trying to, I don't know who, but I'm noticing the kids, they really love the YouTube, you know? That, and I sound like an old man myself, but these kids love the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just wondering, yeah, like what are your thoughts on that? Um, any really, really good actor who's in an acting, theatrical acting class, which everyone should be, mm -hmm. um, not only to become a better actor, but to feel good every week that you're acting in a class, like that's acting and that you're working out your craft. Mm -hmm. um, so... I would imagine that certain prototypes are thrown around. And um, I still, like actors should be aware, like in commercials, we'll use prototypes from popular TV shows. So an actor, I have to do it too. I can hardly keep up, like be aware of what shows, are on TV and what kind of characters are in these shows, roles are in these shows. Because one of the things eventually um, what you wanna do as an actor is um, you wanna go after the TV shows that you want. You wanna keep an eye on it. So you wanna know which shows you're good for, mm -hmm. white for, not good for. Mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, I, I know what you're saying, you know, everything is, there's more and more short format TV series, like YouTube series. It's very, very popular. And guess what? CAA discovers actually talent from watching those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I know it's, you have to be, we have to be careful. I don't know where it's going to go because of shortcuts and internet and like where, where we get compromised, where yeah. our craft becomes compromised and, you know, things, things have changed. I mean, we're very compromised 
as it is already. I don't know how compromised it's gonna get. Yeah, things have changed. The actor who studies Shakespeare and they see a YouTube star doing a web series acting goofy, they may feel a certain type of way in their heart, but it is, it's what you choose, it's how you adapt, it's what you want for your career and things like that. It'll all work out according to what your mindset is. So yeah, I see that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Well, I mean, let's see what happens in, you know, the people who study acting in college, you know, where it's their major. I mean, they still get that training where there's reference to film stars and classic film and theater. And, you know, you have the actors who started start out in drama school and then the actors who don't and what's really interesting is the actors who start out in college drama yes it's very very impressive and but <laughs> once they get out in the real world like they can't depend on that they have to start studying with um you know very um substantial acting coaches, whether they're in New York or LA or Chicago. Um, Do you recommend actors to, to go to school first before they hit the New York pavement or the, the LA pavement, like a, a Viola Davis going to um, uh, uh, I, NYU is coming out of my mind, but it's not NYU. She, uh, 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 Juilliard, she went to Juilliard. Oh. Right, we have the NYU, the USC's, UCLA's, and the list goes on. Do you recommend actors to do that if they were to, you know, make the leap, right? And say, hey, I think I wanna do this and I think I can. I'm watching this show and this, this amazing casting director is on here and she's giving some advice. What do you think actors should do? I think actors should have a college education. It, it helps you being well-rounded and if you're fortunate enough to get in some place and can afford it, um, there's more that you get out of a college education than Excellent. just the classes. I got a college education, UCR business, shout out to UCR, UC Riverside, but sorry to interrupt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's, you know it's, everyone it's, has it's, their path. I'll tell you a, a really interesting one, and it comes up, not that much, but it comes up where we run into actors who studied medicine and they were doctors and they left medicine to be actors. Or Ken Jong, right? Ken, Dr. Ken Jong. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or certainly businessmen, you yeah. know, they have this creative part of their mind that they you know they have to live out mm -hmm. uh, how, how much time do you have left if you don't mind me asking i know you're a busy woman you le you're the owner of a casting agency you got a lot of work to do but how much time do you have left right now today so yeah for this interview. oh i'm i'm fine okay uh so <laughs> i think what uh, alex was trying to ask also like um because people uh they they uh they wonder whether they should join an acting school, not necessarily college or things like that, but like an acting school or just go raw. Some of these actors who really make it are, and are talented, it seems like a lot of their gift is being, uh, and 
being raw talent and not being uh, in their head too much because they don't know enough, they're ignorant. Uh, what would you say about that? I would say you never want to get polished from an acting class, okay. but I, and I know there are actors who say they never took an acting class. That's not many people. And I, I really don't see how that happens. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even just because most of your job as an actor until you become a celebrity is auditioning, not acting. <laughs> Your job is auditioning, mm -hmm. auditioning well, being happy auditioning, and then the acting jobs come in between that. So, like I said before, I mean, to go to an acting class and, you know, when you're advanced in an advanced one, where you're working out with people and peeling that onion and just feeling it, I mean, you, being an actor to me is like a vampire, you know, who needs to suck the blood <laughs> at night or something. And if you don't get that charge, like you'll just die inside. So if you don't have a class to work it out, I'm not sure where, where you get yeah, it. Yeah, because you can't do it at home. It's like, it's not music, oh. if not, yeah. You can't just sit at home and do scenes. Uh, that's a, that enlightened me. So I appreciate that answer. And you know what? Mm -hmm. You network in acting classes. That's true, that's true. And you know, one per, I find that actors are very, very generous with each other mm -hmm. and they'll share uh, projects they know about. Or if you don't have an agent yet and they really like your work in class, so many times they'll say, why don't I introduce you to my agent? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and agents get a lot of their people that way through their other clients. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that because it seems like a, a lot of people compete with sometimes I have friends who have like they don't want to give me any information I'm like we're totally different roles what are you even uh why, why you don't want to help me like I'm gonna I would help you because we're people need to help each other because we're not always in competition uh, the Asian you know the Asian male is not gonna be in competition with the Indian male you know and the long-haired Indian males so we should all combine and help give our resources that's yeah. one thing Alex is good at Alex always gives uh, is very generous with his uh, resources and with his knowledge because you know like I've come from a music background and I'm just starting this acting journey and I'm enjoying it but I'm, I'm also that's why some of the questions may seem a little uh, ignorant or naive but yeah that's that's I'm just learning so yeah. well for commercials music background is really really great because that's for commercials there's such a thing as special skills Mm -hmm. And now the trend in commercials is we, for instance, if they're looking for a musician, mm -hmm. even if they're not really playing, they, 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 like they walk in the scene and they're supposed to be, the, they, they'll want, we want real musicians. Yeah. They, there's a different feel to them. Yes. Yeah. So it, and then of course there are a lot of, um, spots where they're where they do need actual musicians so your special skills are very important for a commercial that's good on your resume that's good to know um i have one last question alex you can follow up with this because he got into the what's your what kind of fulfillment do you get out of like personal fulfillment do you get out of being a, a casting director and, and even owning your own company because not many people could say that they own their own 
casting uh, company, you know? What, what does it do for you, like, soul-wise? I like, I like the, I like the process of an idea and being a part of making an idea come to light. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes it seem like everything's possible. I kind of use it as a life lesson because I'll get a breakdown sometimes. And I look at and I said, I say, how am I ever going to find that? Like, where am I going to find that person? And I, it's a great life lesson for me that, so you put it out there and it takes a little time to germinate. Mm -hmm. And then like, uh, idea, you know, submissions start coming to you. And then if you give it a couple of days, more and more and more and more, and then you bring the people in and the uh, role starts coming to life. And all of a sudden, like you find someone. So what's very enlightening to me and a life lesson to me is that sometimes when you think something isn't possible, if you really put the energy out there and be focused on what you want to find, you sort of get into that world of whatever that is. And, and it, it is there. You mm. will find it. That was a great answer. I appreciate that. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, really. Yeah, it was great because we want to know the, everybody got to do something that they love to do and it has to feed your soul. If you're doing something that doesn't feed your soul, you're empty inside. That's what I believe at least. Yeah. So. Now also we all evolve. Yes. Like, you know, my casting has evolved. I started teaching when way, way, way back in New York when a bunch of theater actors came to me and said, we want to do commercials. Can you teach us how to do it? And I said, mm, I don't know if I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I started out with a group who I knew and they started booking. I went, oh, this is interesting. And so you know, I've been teaching for all these years. And now, you know, I told you I teach based on um, a short scene. So now my teaching has evolved into short scene study for commercials, um, it, uh, backstories and who you are and what's empowering you. And so, you know, we all evolve actors evolve too yes some actors should start their own agencies i don't see i don't understand uh, maybe there's a lot of politics i don't understand why some of these actors have not done that yet but uh, that's another story but like you said like you can use one thing to diversify your what you're contributing to uh humankind and like you're teaching acting workshops uh agency you know you're, you're giving a lot of knowledge that's not just totally based around casting but casting leads to all that and that's what people need to realize. One thing can lead to another. And once you have one foot in the door, you can help in other ways. And, and casting is a, such an important integral part in our industry that people's lives are like based upon it, you know, whether you get cast or not. And I think it's very interesting. And I'm very grateful that you enlighten us about that because we're all learning from this. And we, now we can see, cause people think casting, it's like cold. Oh, it's like going to a job interview or something and they're just cold, but no, they're human beings as well. And they're going through their things and they want you to succeed. If, 
they want you to succeed, if not more than you want yourself to succeed. So, yeah. yeah. A, I mean, we're under a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure when mm -hmm. we're on a project, yeah. a lot. And, you know, we can't answer phone calls. We can't give you feedback. We can't do this. We can't do that because we're doing this, this, this for our producers who are very, very, very demanding. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a very, very, very pressured job. Yeah, that's amazing. To um to kind of close out here, Terry, I I'd love for our listeners to take um one actionable or one successful tip from you, if you could, not just as an actor, but just as a as a woman running her own shop, as someone who's a go getter, as someone who is looking at current situation, not using it as an excuse, but to just overall anybody who wants to hear from you i think you have to believe in yourself you have to be very knowledgeable it's like someone who says i want to be a doctor <laughs> um you can't just be a doctor because you've said um you say you want to be a doctor um same for actors casting directors and um, I find there's a lot of hard knocks. <laughs> you have to have a lot of faith and find the faith however way that you can find it to keep going. And there might be a time where you say, I've had enough, like this isn't for me. And then you go with the flow and you change, change course. But I will say actors, like if you really do your studying and get better and better and better and better. Will you'll be known in the industry on whatever level as in this case, we're talking about acting as a good actor, you know, even on the, you know, if you're talking about a celebrity or a big film, I'm going to say on the lowest level of commercial, just say, we'll know who's good and who isn't good eventually so just trust do your work love what you're doing get better and better at it and things will come to you that's, that's beautiful i think that's a perfect note to leave it off on and i hope we can do like a part two eventually maybe in the studio or something because we do we film in uh we have a studio in la and in orange Ooh. county yeah and uh i have so many more questions to ask you but i just want knowledge is only uh able to digest in like small quantities yeah. sometimes. So let's, let's leave the people with this. Thank you so much. And um, uh, do you want to promote anything last, a few words, uh, anything you need to plug or anything like that? Uh, workshop? Well, you asked me, you know, what I love about my job and speaking of evolving, and I did start teaching many years ago. I love at this point, point in my career, I love teaching and mm. I love like after actors come out of a class with me, the on camera, like they get agents. You'll see on Instagram, this one got an agent and that one signed and that one signed and this one booked and that one booked. And I, at this point in my career, I've evolved where like I love helping people. I have the knowledge and I, I love giving the knowledge. So I do have a core mm -hmm. voiceover kickstart day and one day you get all the basics it is online now april 25th and um 
terryberlandworkshops.com. Everything's listed there. And I, um, not sure when this podcast is coming out, but during the stay home, I do watch on Instagram at Berland Casting because I'm giving a lot of free Zoom acting tips and chats. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Like, uh, I'm definitely tuning into all the workshops and everything. Uh, everything I could possibly tune into. And once this quarantine is over, I'll be there in person because I enjoy your energy. I enjoy your ability to spread your knowledge because a lot of people don't want to share just inherently because, they, oh man, they might get my knowledge. No, but you've been very generous with your knowledge and I appreciate you so much. And okay. let's make some noise. Terry Berlin. Terry Berlin. Thank you. Thank of you very course. much. Very just one more time, could you say your, your handles at Instagram for our, for our audience? At Berland, B-E-R-L-A-N-D, casting. Awesome. Okay. And again, with any casting uh, director that we interview, don't bombard them because if you send them five emails, they won't even look at one. So be, be concise with your emails if you do email them and don't ask stupid questions to them, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Have a great day and stay safe. Everyone, stay safe, stay yes. well. Yes, Most ma'am. important thank right you. now, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank Bye-bye. you, Terry. Have a great one. Thank you, Bob. Go ahead. All right, how'd you feel about this one? That was awesome. This is yeah. great. She yeah. is amazing. Legend, legendary. For real. She's involved in casting Seinfeld, the Chihuahua dog, like, and I'm sure there's even more things that she, we didn't want it. We don't do these interviews to make people show off their accolades. Eventually when we do the part two, they can talk about everything they've done, but that's not this kind of podcast for people to just, I'm sure she has way more accolades than that because she's a legend, okay? but. She, she gave you guys knowledge and um, you guys got to, like how Alex was doing, I saw you, Alex, taking down notes while she's talking. You guys got to do that out there. Don't just listen, actively listen. Make sure that knowledge goes into your brain. Anything, what, what do you want to say about that, Alex? No, absolutely. I mean, um, Terry's shop full of, of phenomenal, just really simple, simple, simple tips and things that you can do in your life that you can apply immediately. I love people like that. Yeah. And pure testimonial because I did her webinar. She knows what she's talking about. She's the truth. The girl's the truth. Sure. And everybody check that out. Love y'all. Roll Rockwell podcast. Um, we'll put all these up and um we'll eventually get the number right and what episode we're on. But you guys should be blessed and grateful, like as we are grateful for you as listeners. But we giving you content. It's free content. You know what I'm saying? This is jams. You don't you you would have to pay three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars to go to a workshop to hear this kind of content. These people are being generous, so pay them their respects. Comment on their Instagram post, uh, Berlin Casting on uh, at Berlin Casting on IG. Comment, give her her praise, share it with other people because if you're tuning in, you're learning as just as what, much as me and him are learning. So I appreciate y'all, and me and Alex will come back tomorrow. We'll, uh, and we'll also do our little um, because there's a lot of stuff in the world I want to talk about. We're not ready for it yet. Um, we got too much knowledge to drop, but um, we'll talk about the ratchetness and the 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 dumb shit going on in the world and the good shit. So, love y'all. Roll Rockwell podcast. Thank you, Alex. We out. Peace out. Peace. Peace.